Lord Jesus, would you help us now, just as we think for a few minutes uh, about that reading, uh, help us to hear you speaking to us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. In him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness, Mr. Darkness there, has not overcome it. Jesus is light. He not only created light, but he is light itself. He is the one with the Father, who we are told dwells in unapproachable light. If we saw Jesus as he really is, it would be like us looking at the sun with naked eye. It would burn our, It would just burn us to the core. If the angel who appears to the women at the resurrection, we're told, uh, shone like lightning. How much more dazzling was the eternal Son of God when he was transfigured and we're told that his clothes became like dazzling white. And no wonder Peter, James and John at the transfiguration when Jesus was transformed in front of their eyes and he was filled with light. No wonder they fall down prostrate. They simply couldn't take it. Jesus is light. And then Jesus is the light who enables us to see. He healed a man born blind. Uh, and Jesus said, I've done this because I want to show people that I have come to enable people who are blind, inwardly blind, I want to give you inward sight. I've not had that much experience, personally, of bona fide miracles. But there are two that I know of. Uh, there are a number I know of, but two specifically I want to mention now, and they're both connected with sight. If you like, they're little miracles. The first was this. His name was first was when I was a vicar in London, in Islington. His name was Derek Bowley. Derek had a severe degenerative eye disease. He could hardly see. He used to come to church every week. And one Sunday he said to me, while I was preaching, he suddenly was able to see. He saw the faces of his wife, who he hadn't seen for ages. He saw the faces of people who he had only heard before. He saw them clearly. And then five, ten minutes after that happened, it just went. I don't understand it, but it was just a glimpse of God saying, no, I'm opening your eyes so you can begin to see. See inwardly. The second was only two years ago. Uh, a vicar's wife, Joan, Joan Russell, an, an older lady. Uh, they'd retired to our parish in Bury St. Edmunds. Again, she was suffering from a degenerative eye disease, eye condition. We were on a parish retreat. She came down to morning prayer, uh, and we were just saying through morning prayer, and she said when she came down to morning prayer, she thought, oh no, I haven't brought my glasses and without her glasses, she was unable to see anything. 
Uh, and sort of, so she sort of flicked through the book, and then we got to Psalm 25, we were going to say it, and suddenly she was able to see, totally clearly. And she was able to read through Psalm 25, a little bit of what came afterwards, and again then, the blurriness came back. What was really remarkable about that was several people independently, because it was a silent retreat, you weren't allowed to talk to each other, actually at the end that our feedback said, actually it was funny, God spoke to me through Psalm 25. Another person said Psalm 25, and she had just been able to see Psalm 25. I don't know what God was playing at, but I do know that he has come to give us inward sight. He's come to heal, and maybe those were just glimpses of what he will do. They're signs of the love of God where God just touches a person. And Jesus says, I've come to open inner eyes so that you can see. See the truth about God. See the truth about me, says Jesus. See the truth about the world. See the truth about other people. See the truth about yourself. They're not just a set of the truth. is not just a set of propositions, but it's the real truth truth. It's the truth that's deeper than scientific truth. It's the truth that is beneath scientific truth. The why before the how. The problem is that we are blind to God. Jesus came to be light, but those he came, as we heard, rejected him. Why? Well, because we become comfortable with the dark. We, in the dark, we're our own little gods in the dark. We can pretend reality is what we think it should be in the dark or what we want it to be. And, and in the dark, we each have our own little rock that we can scurry under to be safe. The coming of the light means we have to be prepared to change. We have to be prepared to look at ourselves really, really honestly in the mirror of the Word of God. It means we need to be prepared to look at the beauty and at the brightness of Jesus. But Jesus came as light to enable us to see. And thirdly, Jesus transfers light. Like fire, when we touch fire, we become fire. With Jesus, who is light, when we touch light, we become light. Think again of the transfiguration when Jesus is transformed. He's there on the mountain. He's shining like a bright light. Moses and Elijah are speaking with him. And we're told that they too shone as they reflect his light. Paul writes in the Old Testament that when Moses went into the tabernacle, the place where God said he would be, um, they, they said he, he, when he came out, he had to wear a mask, a veil. Why? Uh, not to, because his face was shining, not because his face was shining too brightly, but in fact so that people didn't see that as he walked away from God, uh, and as the day went through, he lost the radiance, he lost the shining. But Paul says when we, as Christians, as believers, 
un with unveiled faces see the glory of the Lord as through a mirror, we are transformed and we shine. I think of Stephen as he's standing there in front of people and they're about to stone him, you know, throw rocks at him to kill him. We're told that his face shone like the face of an angel. You know when a Christian has been with God. It's very simple. Their face shines. I think of two people. I think of Kirill, um, Otietz Kirill. He was um, the father confessor of the St. Petersburg Spiritual Academy when um, Alison and myself were there many years ago. And um, uh, he, was, he was pretty old, and he had been sentenced on three separate occasions to 10 years imprisonment for being a believer. But the thing about Father Kirill was his face shone. It shone with a radiance. Or I think of another lady. Uh, I was in a home group and we went to, to sing carols around her bed. She'd been a police officer. A year or two earlier, she'd been summoned to a bank because the alarm had gone off. She walked through the door. She was smashed on the back of the head and she was paralyzed from the neck down. And she was in bed. And yet when we went there and, and went and beat her, uh, and sung carols because one of the group knew her. Do you know her face shone with the radiance of Christ? Jesus says that whoever comes to him receives and receives him has the right to become the son of God. Do you notice that? We're not automatically sons and daughters of God. We are in one sense, God is father of all, but in a specific sense, we are not sons and daughters of God until we've received Jesus. How can you be? How can I be a son or daughter? How can I be a son of God and not at some point shine? Jesus is the light of the world. We need to ask him to give us his light. We need to repent of our scurrying under our rocks of protection, of self-justification, of lies, of unforgiveness, of bitterness, of feeling that we need to be in control. We need to come to the light and we need to ask Jesus, let your light into my head, into my heart. Let your light shine on us, shine in us and shine through us. Lord Jesus, send your light to us, we pray. Amen.